and welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you all very much for tuning in today on this beautiful Wellness Wednesday. As you already know, or maybe you don't already know, I always release my episodes on Wednesdays, on Wellness Wednesdays, so you can get some amazing, beautiful health information in on your Wellness Wednesdays. And uh, for those of you who are continuing listeners, thank you so much for tuning in once again. And if you are tuning in for the first time today, welcome to the Elemental Evan Show. This is a show where I break down all topics health related. Uh, Really, no topic is off bounds. And I just dive deep and try to really dissect each piece of information and break it down for you so that you can absorb it very easily and also apply it to your life immediately and make real tangible changes today. So that is what this show is all about. And hopefully this episode provides just that for you. Uh, Before we get into today's episode, I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown of what this episode is all about. If you haven't already caught on from the title, but basically I'm going to be covering seasonal allergies. So this is something that is very popular right now because obviously we are officially in spring and a lot of people are dealing with seasonal allergies. So I figured this was a great topic to be covering at this moment in time. So I will go ahead and cover what seasonal allergies are, um, the connection of seasonal allergies to your gut health actually, which is very interesting, and also what foods you can be eating or things you can be doing to help combat seasonal allergies and build, I guess you would say, an immunity to them. So Before we jump into today's episode, I also wanted to mention that being that we are officially in spring and this is a beautiful time to really be implementing some new habits and healthy habits at that really um, into your guys' life, this is a beautiful time to go ahead and hop on the Elemental 7-Day Health Reset. It is a very easy course to do. It's not going to take a ton of your time and it is going to help you build these beautiful healthy habits that you can practice every single day that will help you to connect to the elements, connect to your body, connect to your circadian rhythm, and ultimately just have you perform at your best level. And honestly, it's just a really great course that I tried to put as much information as possible into a condensed amount of time. And it's something that you will have for the rest of your life after purchasing. So feel free to check that out in the show notes. That is the Elemental 7-Day Health Reset. And if you're really ready to go ahead and just excel your health farther than you've ever taken it before, then feel free to reach out to me about health coaching where we will go ahead and do one-on-one health coaching and I go ahead and design a whole health coaching plan for specifically you. Uh, This is in terms of your diet, in terms of your exercise, in terms of even just the way you live your life. So feel free to reach out to me about that. You can either reach out to me on Instagram or through my email, both of which will be placed in the show notes. Now, to get into today's episode, which is obviously, as I stated, about allergies, but more specifically, seasonal allergies, the reason, obviously, that I wanted to cover this was because we are in spring right now, and this is the time where seasonal allergies really kick in, but the other reason I really wanted to cover this is because I actually dealt with seasonal allergies a few years back, which is really crazy because growing up, I never had issues with seasonal allergies. It was never an issue of mine. I never reacted, you know, had any kind of an allergic reaction to anything growing up as a kid. So once I started developing some seasonal allergies, it was not very fun. (laughs) And honestly, I was very surprised. I didn't know that you could develop those later on in life. So if you do not deal with seasonal allergies, lucky you, that's an amazing thing. Um, But just 
beware that it is something that can develop and therefore this episode might still be worth the time for you to sit through and listen to it uh, just because you never know what life's going to throw your way. Um, But for those of you who are dealing with seasonal allergies, you are not alone. There are a ton of people also dealing with seasonal allergies, literally millions of people. And yeah, my experience with seasonal allergies was just basically uh, I went from never having them to all of a sudden not even being able to sleep at night because my nose would become so congested that I was not able to breathe through it at all. Thus, I would start breathing through my mouth and my mouth would dry out completely. I'm talking mummy dry. My mouth was so dry that I would wake up because my mouth was so dry. And if I closed my mouth, it was like, you know, there was no moisture in there. It would like practically not even stick. It was just so dry. Uh, you know, my tongue to my the roof of my mouth or something, right? So I had to keep a uh, glass of water at my bedside and try to blow my nose. It was terrible. I was getting horrible sleep, which you already know sleep is so, so important to your health. It is fundamental to your health, actually. So not getting good sleep is a real bummer for me, especially because then I start getting in my head about how I'm not sleeping well, and then it just makes for a really bad night. So anyways, uh, making sure that I cured my seasonal allergies was of major concern for me personally, which I was able to do, and I will explain how I did that in this show. But before we do all that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what allergies or you know seasonal allergies more specifically are. So Allergies are the reaction of your immune system to a foreign substance like pollen, bee venom, pet dander, or, you know, certain foods like peanuts, right? And so more specifically, what's going on is your immune system is producing antibodies that identify particular allergens as harmful, even though they aren't. So it's kind of like an overreaction of your immune system to something, you know, this foreign object and it's producing these antibodies because it perceives it as a threat, basically. But then these antibodies activate certain receptors on your cells, which release histamine. So you've probably heard antihistamine, um, you know, pharmaceuticals and stuff, and that is obviously for um, any kind of an allergic reaction. And these histamines will result in an allergic reaction such as inflamed skin, sinuses, airways, or digestive system. So... For those of you who have allergies, you already know all about that, and it needs no further explanation. But yeah, basically, it's a whole lot of no fun. So, uh, you know, this can cause literally um, the closing of the airways, so not able to breathe at all, and just can be a slew of issues. So, most of us already know what allergies are, and most of us already know the main causes of allergies, you know, whether they be a type of food, pollution, pollen, or pet dander. But something that I found to be extremely interesting was actually the connection of our the health of our gut to um, allergies, and more specifically, seasonal allergies, but also other allergy uh, uh, symptoms, you know, like um, even like asthma and things like that. So... The first thing I really wanted to break down was this whole gut connection. And to do so, I wanted to actually start this off with a quote. And this is one of my favorite quotes being that um, gut health is of such importance to me. And all of you who have already listened to the show many times probably already know this. But for those of you who don't, I have dealt with gut issues for a long time as a child. I've uh, officially, you know, pretty much like cured myself of all those issues. Uh, Obviously, there are some things that I still deal with. But for the most part, I am cured of those, but nonetheless, gut issues are of major interest to me, 
And so this quote is just really amazing. And I love this one. I come back to it all the time. And this quote was by uh, none other than Hippocrates himself, who's revered as the father of modern medicine. And he stated, you know, over 2000 years ago that all disease begins in the gut. And I think this is just so true because for one, you know, you have about 70% of your immune system residing in your gut. And not only that, but your gut is responsible for literally, you know, breaking down all the food that you're eating and assimilating it into your body. So realistically, if, you know, disease is going to start somewhere, I believe it would start there. But now in terms of linking the health of our gut or our microbiome to the, you know, seasonal allergies... Uh, there's actually a growing body of evidence that links improving the gut microbiome to getting fewer allergic symptoms, including allergy-related asthma. So for those of you who haven't listened to my episode on gut health, uh, the, microbi- the microbiome refers to trillions of microbes that inhabit your intestinal tract. And if you want to uh, hear more about that, then feel free to go back and listen to that episode. But basically... To improve the health of your you know, microbiome or these microbes, there's a few different things that you can do. Uh, the first one being you can increase the, uh, in, your intake of fermented foods. So think of things like uh, sauerkraut, kimchi, natto, or nato. Sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. That's the Japanese um, food. It's N-A-T-T-O. And basically any kind of fermented food, uh, which is properly fermented because, you know, you can obviously find sauerkraut in the, you know, non-refrigerated section. Uh, Please beware that that is not a probiotic rich food. It needs to be uh, kept cold. So, um, you know, when you're eating fermented foods, make sure you're getting the right ones. But basically anything with probiotics in it is going to be really good for your, the uh, health of your gut. Um, you can also take probiotic pills as well if you would like to do so, and that is a really great way to also get a lot of probiotics in your system um, to help kind of diversify the, you know, the bacteria in your gut, essentially. So one probiotic that I personally have used myself and I do feel is very effective would be the seed uh, symbiotic probiotic pill that they have. So it's a prebiotic and a probiotic um, it's a really great pill, and uh, I'll try to link them in the notes as well. So that's Seed, S-E-E-D, and uh, it's called a Symbiotic because it has both prebiotic and probiotic. But anyways, really, really great one for helping uh, the health of your microbiome. And then we have number two, which is to focus on whole foods, obviously. So we want to limit processed foods and cut out added sugars, but you know, doing this is huge. You really, really you know, should focus on this, uh, eating these whole foods, eating vegetables and fruits, um, high quality meats. These are really going to help out your, uh, the health of your, your gut microbiome, uh, largely. So really focusing on the food that we eat first is always the best and, uh, biggest thing that we can do to really help any, you know, any portion of our health really when it comes to taking supplements or eating food, I always say, you know, try your best to eat uh, whole foods and really focus on that first and then add in the supplements afterwards. Um, But yeah, definitely eating whole foods and then including these probiotics would be really, really great. And definitely cutting out the sugary foods and the ultra processed foods. And you know, like I'm talking about like fast foods, things like that. So then that brings me to number three, 
And this is probably one of the most important ones, and that is to increase your fiber intake and specifically your prebiotic fiber intake. So prebiotic fiber you can get through a few different foods, um, none of which are really all that great, except for maybe um, you can do potatoes. I've heard that you can like boil potatoes, for example, but then after you boil the potatoes, you can cool them down and then actually uh, reheat them. And what that does is it creates a resistant starch, uh, which is supposed to be good for your gut bacteria because they are able to eat that and it's basically going to allow them to uh, flourish, you know? So, uh, you know, like I said, the potatoes is one way and it, yes, it has to be cooled and then reheated, but then you have things like, um, slightly green bananas. So not fully ripened bananas. They are as well supposed to have a lot of resistant starch. Um, but honestly, all of these different ways of getting your prebiotic fiber or, or fiber in general, um, you know, definitely eating fruits and vegetables that have a lot of fiber is a great idea, but to get the prebiotic fiber, Personally, I like to just take it in a supplement form. Um, it's the easiest way to do it. You can get quite a bit of it, and what it's going to do is it's going to feed all of the good gut bacteria in your, you know, in your microbiome, which is really, really important um, because realistically, the probiotics are great, but probiotics don't really stick around that long. The way you're going to make a probiotic stick around longer or to make the good bacteria in your gut uh, stick around longer is to feed them. And the way you feed them is through prebiotic fiber. So for example, I use um, a juice company called Organifi. They have a, uh, a juice blend called Pure. So that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. And their juice blend called Pure basically has um, a blend of prebiotic fiber in it, as well as a bunch of other amazing things in it, such as apple cider vinegar and lion's mane mushroom, which is incredible. I have a whole episode on that one as well. Feel free to go listen to it. But basically, that is the best way to get in prebiotic fiber, in my opinion, is to just take it in like a drink form. Yes, I personally love Organifi's uh, pure juice, although you can find many out there that have uh, prebiotic fiber in them. But personally, Organifi is just a super high quality brand. And, you know, there's just no question about, you know, the quality of the of the products that they're using. Uh, you know, it's all clean, it's all organic. So I really highly trust them. Plus, it tastes really delicious. So it just makes it a whole lot easier to get the prebiotic fiber in and to improve the health of your microbiome. So those are three ways that you can really help to improve the health of your microbiome. So once again, that's to increase the intake of your fermented foods, eat whole foods, you know, focus on the whole foods, get rid of processed foods and eliminate, uh, eliminate sugary foods and to also up your intake of prebiotic fiber or fiber in general, really. And so once again, just to kind of hammer this one home, uh, the reason probiotic fiber is so important in improving the health of your microbiome is because it feeds your good gut bacteria and allows the good microbes to thrive. Um, this is because, for example, prebiotic fiber, when it reaches the colon and is fermented, it then begins to nourish these butyrate-producing bacteria in the gut. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, but anyways, butyrate is a short-chain fatty acid and is associated with a massive amount of health benefits. Uh, with, you know, such as like reducing your risk for uh, disease and decreasing allergy symptoms, which is obviously important. And those are just a couple to, uh, to name off because there's way too many to name, but those are just a few of them. And so realistically, you know, this prebiotic fiber is super, super important for um, 
you know, specifically here when, when we're talking with allergies to really help to, you know, strengthen up your immune system and get to a point where you're no longer having to deal with these seasonal allergies. In fact, if you are not a believer yet that the gut health is very important in, you know, dealing with these seasonal allergies, there was a study released by the National Institutes of Health that said adults with allergies have a different gut microbiome than those without allergies. They actually found that a low diversity in gut microbiota was associated with all types of allergies and specifically seasonal and or nut allergies. So yes, in fact, the health of your microbiome definitely does matter. Um, we are definitely seeing more and more studies come out that are just proving this correct, where we are seeing, you know, there's a clear difference in the microbiota that, you know, someone who doesn't have allergies ha uh, has as opposed to someone who does have allergies. So it is extremely important. Your gut microbiome is extremely important on so many different levels, but here specifically, it's very helpful when dealing with allergies. And so the health of your microbiome literally begins at birth. You are actually covered in vaginal fluids from your mother as you're born, which helps to develop and jumpstart your microbiome by helping bacteria to colonize on and inside your body. In fact, if you're actually born via C-section, such as I was, you're going to miss out on a lot of these beneficial vaginal fluids, and uh, this can actually lead to lacking key bacteria later on in life that help to uh, develop your microbiome. And, you know, there are these very, very key and important bacteria that your body needs. However, luckily nowadays, uh, with the research increasing on this whole topic, uh, some health professionals are now actually swabbing the mother's vagina to collect the vaginal fluids and then swabbing the baby to help cover the baby in these vaginal fluids and thus build the baby's microbiome. So uh, this is definitely a very important thing. It's something that, you know, I definitely wish uh, was known about more back when I was being born, but nonetheless, this is information for all of you to apply to your lives as you go on. So uh, definitely remember this one. And as well, if you have kids or are planning on having kids, this is a very important topic to talk about. And that is, you know, along with the way that you were born, uh, there's also many other factors that can affect the development of your microbiome. And some of those are, you know, the receiving of antibiotics or acid blockers at early stages in life. So there was a 2018 study done on 792,130 children, so a pretty large study, uh, and it found that when children were exposed to antibiotics and acid block, sorry, acid blockers, not acid, um, acid blockers in the first six months of life, uh, they actually had significantly higher risks of developing allergic disease and asthma. So yeah, if you haven't already heard me talk about this um, on a different podcast episode, then let me just kind of break it down here. Um, you know, when it comes to antibiotics, they definitely have their time and place. And, you know, obviously, once again, I'm not a medical professional, so, you know, always consult with your medical professional, but antibiotics are extremely, I don't really know how to say this, they're just, they're they're very harmful. They don't, they're not able to choose between your good and your bad uh, bacteria. So basically it just goes in there and just wipes everything out, which is good if you have obviously the bad bacteria in there because it's getting rid of them, but it's also taking away all of those good bacteria that, you know, have been colonized in there and have been in there for such a long period of time. So 
realistically, when it comes to antibiotics, especially for myself personally, I do not take antibiotics unless it is really, 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 absolutely 100% necessary. If I can find a different route of doing so, I definitely decide to do that. Um, and I think it is a great idea for, you know, pretty much everyone to do, to not rely on antibiotics for, you know, every single, uh, whatever kind of issue you have going on. But like I said, obviously they do have their time in place and, you know, um, especially in life and death matters, like absolutely 100%. Um, if you need to use antibiotics, use antibiotics. And so that pretty much sums it up in terms of why the gut bacteria is connected to the out, uh, to seasonal allergies. And so basically what it really boils down to is just people with a more diverse and healthy gut microbiome, uh, they have, you know, just way lower risks of having seasonal allergies. So it is extremely important that we take care of our gut microbiome as best we can to make sure that, you know, it, it it takes care of us down the road, basically, because it's not just seasonal allergies that it, you know, can help with, but just so many different things. Like I said, 70% of your immune system resides in your gut. So making sure that your gut is in good health uh, is, you know, just super important. And like I said, as well, it also is the way that we basically assimilate food into our bodies. So making sure that our gut is operating at uh, peak performance is just really, really important. Now, kind of shifting here a little bit. I don't know if you guys have kind of felt this at all, but it almost seems like allergies are getting worse as time goes on. At least that's what I feel. I feel that I've seen a lot of people who are continuously, you know, having worse and worse allergy symptoms or even people um, who haven't had allergies are now getting allergies. Like, for example, I was uh, a few years back. And there's actually a few different reasons why this might be happening. So, it actually turns out that according to an article in Yale Medicine, uh, that it's actually due to climate change. Now, I know that sounds a little odd at first, but let me go ahead and explain. So with the climate slowly warming, uh, this has allowed for a longer pollen season, basically, or, or longer pol uh, pollen seasons, uh, multiple, right? Uh, each year they get longer. So with the lengthening of the pollen, se pollen season by 20 days and a 21% increase in pollen concentrations between 1990 and 2018, according to the Journal of Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. So basically, we are increasing the amount of time that pollen can be released and be around. So obviously, that is going to lead to more people having seasonal allergies or just having worse symptoms of seasonal allergies. So another reason why allergies could possibly be getting worse, and this one was very interesting. I didn't actually know about this. Ashley had kind of brought it up to me um, earlier, and uh, it was really interesting. So I decided to dive into it a little bit. And it turns out that um, this man named Thomas Ogren was in Sacramento when he was observing that there was a lot of pollen all over the floor. And when he looked around, he was able to see that most of the trees, if not all of the trees on that road, were actually male trees. And the reason that's important is because male trees produce pollen, whereas the female trees would produce, you know, more like a fruit or a seed or a flower, something of that nature. And the reason that's significant is because basically, you know, when it comes to city planning, you kind of want lower maintenance, right? And so if you have a tree that just produces pollen, which is something that you don't have to clean up, as opposed to a plant that's going to produce, you know, flowers or fruit or seeds or something like that, that would require maintenance because you would have to obviously sweep all that up. 
Uh, obviously, the people want to go with the lower maintenance, so they would go with the male tree. Now, this is going to vary depending on the plant, um, you know, if they're male or female or producing, you know, uh, flowers or anything of that nature. And which, by the way, most of the plants that are producing the flowers, they are uh, more so pollinated by insects. But nonetheless, there are a lot of trees that do produce um, or they pass their pollen through uh, wind. And so basically what he found was that a lot of these major cities are planting more male trees than they are female trees because they're lower maintenance. But this is obviously producing much more pollen and possibly also making uh, seasonal allergies worse. That was something very new to me. I actually did not know about this, but um, and, and I do think that the science is still a little bit out on this one, but still nonetheless very, very interesting. And what's even more interesting, and I haven't found anything to fully prove this, but there is the idea that, you know, these trees, now that there's more male trees and not as many female trees, the male trees are trying to outcompete each other by producing even more pollen. So it's kind of like this double whammy of having, you know, a lot of male trees and then also having them competing with each other. Once again, the competing portion was something that I was not able to really find too much research on. Um, and even the whole, uh, you know, most cities just using male trees, that's still a little bit up in the air and actually depends on the city, but it could be an issue if that is, you know, the case for your city. And anyways, let's go ahead and take a break from, you know, talking about all these, uh, all the pollen and, and allergies that it's creating. And let's talk about how are we going to take care of these seasonal allergies. So, the first and most common way of treating seasonal allergies from, you know, a non-pharmaceutical approach is obviously through the use of bee products. So when it comes to bee products, there are about four different kinds of bee products. You have honey, pollen, or bee pollen, royal jelly, and propolis. So I did a whole episode on bees, and you should definitely go uh, listen to that episode if you haven't already. I promise you that it's going to be very, very interesting. Bees are incredible insects. And uh, yeah, there's just so much amazing information on them and their products. So feel free to check out that episode. But none nonetheless, uh, bee products are definitely the most commonly used, um, you know, holistic, you know, air quote, holistic, um, you know, way to take care of basically seasonal allergies which actually makes a lot of sense because bee products are, uh, you know, essentially made out of the pollen from these plants. So, you know, the honey and uh, a lot of the bee products that these bees are making are, you know, incorporating the pollen in a way that it's kind of like giving yourself a little bit of a dose of that pollen before you get slammed with it from, you know, all the trees producing it. Plus, bee pollen has actually been shown to reduce uh, histamine, which is you know, what is being released by your cells and causing the allergic reaction, such as, you know, those puffy eyes or your runny nose. So um, not only is it kind of introducing it to your body, but bee pollen is also able to reduce the histamine, which is really important. And now when it comes to bee products, uh, you know, it's definitely very important on what kind you are purchasing in terms of where you're purchasing it from. But really the general rule of thumb is to always buy local. It's super important to buy local because by doing so, you are 
actually getting the pollen that is, you know, in your immediate surrounding as opposed to, you know, getting some kind of honey or pollen that might be a state or even a country away from you, uh, which is still going to have a lot of health benefits, but it's going to not be as effective in terms of helping with your seasonal allergies. And however, I do have a caveat to that, and that is that there is a product called B powered superfood honey and it's by a company called bee Nat uh, beekeepers naturals they are just an incredible company with a really really high you know um a high expectation for basically all of their bee products so they really make sure that what they're producing is just of the best quality possible and not only that, but the bee-powered superfood honey has all four of those bee products in it. So you are literally getting all four of these amazing products. You get the royal jelly, which is literally the, the honey that only the queen bee eats. Um, you get the honey itself, you get the pollen, and you get the propolis. So it is an incredible honey, and it's actually one of the things that I used to cure my own seasonal allergies. So uh, I highly recommend it. I was actually taking this with a local bee pollen and a local honey, um, doing them about twice a day. And so the next lesser known way of, you know, kind of dealing with seasonal allergy allergies is actually to get a pet. Now, once again, there's a bit of a caveat to this one. And that is that this seems, well, at least all the studies have mainly been done on having a, a pet as a child. So early on in life, not a, uh, not later on in life. Although, honestly, like if you want the dog or you want the cat, go in and get it because there's so many other health benefits to having them. But basically, there was another study done by the National Institutes of Health, and they found that people who owned slash lived with either a dog or cat during the first year of their lives were less likely to develop allergic manifestations such as asthma or eczema. So it might definitely be a really great idea if you are planning on having a kid or already have a kid to go ahead and get an animal, have a cat, a dog, or maybe both, and uh, just kind of introduce that animal to your child and allow, you know, basically the magic to happen. And then uh, it'll help their chances of not developing these allergic reactions down the road. And then obviously I already covered the microbiome connection with the seasonal allergies, so we'll kind of skip that one for now. But then we also have the last one, which is the reishi mushroom. So that is a functional or a medicinal mushroom. And honestly, if you do not already have this in your lineup of supplements, then you definitely need to be adding it to your, your supplements, your, your supplemental intake basically, um, because it's just, it's so good for so many different things. Um, but one of those things is the fact that it is anti-allergic. So, uh, this is a really great mushroom to take for allergies. I take, I was actually taking this one as well, um, to get rid of the seasonal allergies, but realistically it just has so many things that if you don't already have it in your lineup, please go ahead and do so. Uh, there's a few different companies that are really great. Um, you know, with their quality of mushroom, uh, a few of them being Four Sigmatic, Rainbow Mushrooms, um, and then Host Defense by Paul Stamets. But those are basically, you know, the main four uh, ways of taking care of, you know, seasonal allergies or at least trying to build up your immunity towards them. And so now to kind of just wrap up this whole episode, uh, I would I will go ahead and explain to you, you know, if I were to have seasonal allergies right now, which I do not. Um, then this is what I would be doing. So first and foremost, you know, clean up your diet. Like I would clean up my diet for sure. Um, 
my diet's pretty clean as it is right now, but you know, like if, if it wasn't, then that would be the first thing I would do. I would go ahead and reduce my consumption of, you know, sugary foods, anything that has a lot of added sugar to it. Um, I would definitely be cutting out processed foods, you know, fast foods, fried foods, all of those different things, because these are known causes of gut dysbiosis or basically the, you know, the opposite of having a gut that is working properly. And uh, they also cause a lot of inflammation. So these would be the first things that I would do to really, um, you know, better help my chances of getting rid of these seasonal allergies and to kind of get rid of that inflammation. Then the second thing I would be doing is I would be adding a lot of uh, foods that are very rich in fiber. So, you know, this is a lot of vegetables and fruits such as uh, avocados, berries, broccoli, uh, apples, you know, any kind of really like a whole food, uh, specifically, you know, fruits or vegetables, uh, they're going to have a lot of the fiber. Um, and then I would also be upping my prebiotic fiber intake. So once again, as I had already explained, you know, these are like slightly green bananas or um, the cooked and cooled potatoes. But uh, really, realistically, the best way of getting these in is just to find a, you know, company that you really trust their prebiotic fiber blend and go ahead and do that because it's just the easiest way to do it, in my opinion, personally. Um, and as I already stated, that's the Organifi Pure Juice. If you guys, if you guys care to look at them, um, I will go ahead and link them in the show notes. And by the way, you get 20% off for being a listener. The uh, discount code will be uh, listed right there with the link. So go ahead and check that out. But yeah, definitely the pure drink is incredible and, uh, tastes really good, but it also has the prebiotic fiber and lion's mane mushroom. So I would definitely be adding that one, which I already have added into my daily intake. So I'm good there. Um, then the next step would be to find a local, uh, like beekeeper basically, and try to get some, you know, local pollen or local honey and really trying to make sure that the quality is super high because realistically you want bees that are healthy and being well taken care of as well as not having honey or bee products that have glyphosate in them because that's a really huge one and just really trying to make sure that this is a really high quality honey that you're getting and if you can't do that um, then I would definitely stick to the uh, the beekeepers naturals uh, bee powered superfood honey that is probably going to be your best bet. And even if you do find a local uh, honey like stand or something like that, I would still say go ahead and include the Beekeepers Naturals. That's just honestly how incredible they are. Um, they're so good for you and they put such high quality products out that you definitely should be including those or you know, that's something I would be including if I was trying to get rid of the seasonal allergies. And that is actually what I did last time when I had seasonal allergies. So definitely would include them. And then lastly, I would be including the Rishi mushroom uh, supplement in some form, whether it be, you know, pill form or a tincture form. Personally, right now I am using rainbow mushrooms tincture. Um, love the quality of their products. They use fruiting body Rishi mushroom and it's just a really high quality product. So yeah, that's what I would be doing. I would clean up the diet, you know, increase the prebiotic fiber. I would be, you know, finding a local beekeeper and including some local pollen or honey. I would definitely be putting the bee-powered superfood honey and, you know, taking those uh, at least two times a day, like morning and night. Uh, and once again, that is what I did basically is I started including those into my daily consumption. I was doing uh, morning and night and that really helped me out so much. And then the other portion of that too, sorry, I have to include this. You should try to start eating local honey or local pollen along with this beekeeper's natural um, honey 
about, you know, a month or so before, you know, spring basically comes. You really want to get a, a head start on this because you want to already be building your, like, immune system, but more so you know, your ability to fight off these allergies uh, before they even come. So realistically, you need to start about, I don't know, a month or so before all the pollen is released. Uh, that's really going to give you the best chance of combating it. Uh, otherwise, I mean, you can still go ahead and do this protocol, but that is really going to make the biggest difference. And that is actually what I did. I started about a month before, you know, all of the allergies came and it, yeah, it honestly helped me out so much. Um, the year where I really cured myself, I had a little bit of allergies and that was it. So, uh, really, really highly recommend this protocol. And so basically that's what I would do to get rid of seasonal allergies. And that is actually pretty much what I did do. So, <laughs> um, I really trust this process. Uh, I hope it also works for you as well. Um, cause I know dealing with seasonal allergies is a really big pain in the butt. Um, any allergy is a pain in the butt, but I have the experience with the seasonal allergies and, yeah, totally wrecked my sleep and it was just not fun at all. So I hope this helps you out a lot and helps you kick your seasonal allergies and uh, find some relief and some sleep, hopefully. <laughs> but before I totally end this episode, I also wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, like air filters. So people are probably wondering why haven't I have not already spoken about this. And, you know, that's not to say that there aren't some really great air, air filters out there, especially if you have a lot of pollution in the city where you live. Um, you know, having a, a air purifier is probably a good idea. But the reason I don't really highlight this is because at one point in time, you know, throughout your day, you're going to have to go outside and you can't take an air purifier with you outside, right? You have to have it indoors. So that means that eventually at one point in your day, you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to deal with these seasonal allergies if this is something you deal with, which means building your natural immunity to these pollens and, you know, getting rid of the seasonal allergies is really your best bet. Uh, if you're focusing on that, that is going to, you know, regardless if you're inside or outside, if you can do that, then you're going to be good either way. I personally feel like air purifiers in terms of dealing with seasonal allergies is a little bit of a band-aid and it can definitely help at least in terms of maybe getting a good night's rest, which is really good. But at the end of the day, it's not going to cure you. Um, to me, it's kind of like, you know, uh, treating the symptom and not finding the root cause. I'm all about finding the root cause and trying to, you know, really actually fix the problem. So the way we would fix the problem is to develop that immunity to um, increase the health of our, our gut microbiome and, you know, to take these tinctures and to include the honey and all that good stuff to really build your immunity towards the seasonal allergies. And to me, that is the best way to do it. Um, not just by using an air purifier as a bandaid. That's not to say they're not good and they can still have benefit. You can definitely still use them. Um, but that's mainly the reason why I didn't cover it. Um, you need to get outside at one point or another. And honestly, you should be getting outside every single day to set your circadian rhythm and get grounded to the earth. Those are things that I cover in my seven day health reset. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to go outside and you're going to have to face the seasonal allergies. So let's just go ahead and get to the root problem and cure ourselves of it. Um, so yeah, that's the way I look at that. That's why I didn't talk about air purifiers, uh, earlier on in the podcast and just figured I'd touch on that topic. So anyways, that's going to go ahead and bring us to the end of this podcast. Uh, I have some incredible episodes coming up, especially um, a new series of episodes coming up that will probably 
be focused on the organs of the body. Uh, so I'm thinking of doing a little bit of a masterclass on those and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy those and and find some benefit in them, especially if you're dealing with any issues with any specific organs. And aside from that, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. So thank you all so much for tuning in once again. Please go ahead and leave a review where you can and um, you know rate this a five star. Uh, takes very little time, but it means a lot to me. And thank you all very much for just tuning in to once again, another episode um, truly is, you know, brings me so much gratitude to see all of the listeners that are tuning in every single week. I appreciate you all so, so very much. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and you guys already know the motto here. It's do everything with good intentions and connect to your element. All right, y'all have a great rest of your wellness Wednesday. Uh, thank you very, very much for tuning in, and I look forward to having you tune in next week. Alrighty, peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.